Welcome to the Revolution of Interdependence podcast. My name is Will Sampson, and I'm a change coach, and I'm a social scientist who guides executives and companies to new levels of growth. Look, if you want to improve your life all by yourself, that's your business. But if you want help from others, that's our business, and that's what this podcast is all about, helping each other succeed. We do that by inviting people into a growing revolution of interdependence. Now, I don't know if you feel this way, but it seems like there's a lot of negativity in this world and maybe even more so lately. So, I mean, if you're looking for evidence of why you should feel beaten down and bummed out, you can find plenty of it. But that's why I was so excited to have a conversation with Dr. Paul Jenkins today and to hear him and how he focuses on positive psychology. So I'm excited to bring you this conversation. Stay tuned until the end of the episode, and there's going to be a free giveaway at the end. All right, are you ready? Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. We are back for uh, a new um, schedule of our, pro- of our podcast. And I am super excited to kick off this season with Dr. Paul Jenkins. So Dr. Paul is a speaker who knows the science of positivity in your brain, and he presents it in an engaging and fun way. Dr. Paul presents powerful psychological principles that make an immediate difference in your personal, family, and professional life. It's kind of like having an owner's manual for your brain. So one that you can actually read and understand and apply. So we are so excited. Welcome, Dr. Paul, to our podcast. I'm thrilled to be with you once again. Well, you were a guest on my podcast recently. And so this is a little bit of payback here. This is I awesome. Was. Well, and that's a great tee up for the question that we ask every guest, which ah. is tell us a story of someone or some group that made a difference in your life. Tell us a story of interdependence in your life. You know, the the thing that pops right into the front of my mind is when lightning strikes. You know, you're going along through life and just kind of doing your thing and then zap! Something just clobbers you out of left field somewhere. It's like a thunderous bolt of lightning that just takes you down. And for me, well, that was a bankruptcy. This occurred at a time in my life when, you know, my thinking was, well, I should be set by now. My oldest son was, I think, 19 years old at the time. He was just getting ready to leave home to go do a volunteer mission for our church for two years. We were supposed to support him financially during this time, right? right? Um, I've got three other kids at home still at that point. And my business, there's a lot of backstory to it that I won't trouble you or the audience with today. But uh, long story short, I had this busy, full psychotherapy practice. I was booked for five months straight. You couldn't even get an appointment with me. I had a waiting list. Okay. But I had negative cash flow for two quarters in a row. And you can't sustain that. I don't know what kind of math you do, but sure. You can't sustain that. And so here I am at a point where everything is going south fast. Mm. 
And I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm on the verge of this bankruptcy at, at this time. And I tell this story in my book. Uh, Vicki and I were taking off to go do our yearly pilgrimage uh, to the Pacific Northwest, where she's from originally. We're going up to visit her family. And I am feeling clobbered, mm. okay, humiliated. Mm. I'm going to see my father-in-law. I promised this man that I would take good care of his daughter, right? 20 years earlier, and here I am on the verge of bankruptcy. He sent me a prepaid visa card so I could put gas in the minivan, okay? This is... right. And I'm just feeling so ashamed. Well, a friend of mine had given me a, an audio copy of the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. Mm. And I'm, I'm driving. It's early in the morning. The kids are all asleep in the back. Vicky's kind of dozing off. And it's just me and the road and the, the narrator for this book by George Glasson. And I keep hearing the same thing. A part of everything you make is yours to keep. And I'm like, I'll be lucky to keep my shirt, you know, because I'm in these these dire circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized at some point uh, that I was doing some stinking thinking. And here's how it played out. I thought, oh, you know, because he's saying you need to you need to create a personal savings. You need to save a part, portion of everything that you make. You know, it's just some basic financial advice. Right. And I, here's my thought. I'm a little ashamed of this, but we're friends. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking, oh, that's really good advice. As soon as I'm doing a little better financially, I'm going to start following that advice. Right. right. Think, about, think about how prideful that is. I'm basically saying to this wise author of this timeless book, I'm saying, oh, Mr. Financial Guru, Mr. Sage on the Hill, I I like what you're saying, but I'm going to figure out through my own staggering brilliance how to do better financially. And then, then, oh, wise advisor, I will follow your counsel and advice. Right. And it dawned on me. It was just as the sun was coming up too. It was symbolically just beautiful that it was dawning at that moment that I realized I am stuck in what I call the special case syndrome. Somehow I'm supposed to figure this out all by myself because I'm a special case, right? And, And I had to be at that point, Will, to actually realize how stinking my own thinking was. Right. And that if I would be just humble enough to to believe and trust what other brilliant citizens of the planet have already figured out, then I could avoid not only a lot of personal pain and agony, but I can move forward in ways that are powerful. And that was such a turning point for me. That's when some things started to click for me. You know, shortly after that, uh, a friend and colleague had invited me to his fire walk. (laughs) And I also knew I was right about fire, right? I'm like, yeah, you can't walk on burning coals. And he's like, yeah, actually you can. If you do it, if you trust me, 
who's done it 300 times. I'll show you exactly how you can do it without hurting your, yourself. And it requires the humility, but also the, the willingness to trust people who have reasons to know. Right. And that just opened up everything for me. It's such a transformational experience. And that was the key of it. Yeah. You know, Will, I know you taught, you teach a lot about interdependence and how we're not in this alone. Right. And thankfully, we're not in this alone because if I try to do things alone, I screw it up big time. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, and thanks for the vulnerability. That's a that's a difficult story to share. So I appreciate it. Yeah. One well, of the it was a I, while before I could, you know. Oh, yeah, sure. Yes. Our traumas, our traumas can be uh, can help others when we're able to share them. And sometimes that takes time. So. Well, yes, because of that same pride. Right. Right. It got me stuck in the first place. It's like there's something shameful about needing help. Right. Well, I'm a psychologist. If nobody <laughs> needed help. I'm out of business. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is another beautiful part of this because everything that we need that someone else can offer us becomes their source of income. And, yep. and so we're not isolated. You know, one of my clients was so ashamed as he's sitting on my couch and he's saying, I, I just think I should have been able to do this myself. He's struggling with some depression, some suicidal thoughts. And somehow, you know, like me, through his own staggering brilliance, he's going to figure out how to. <laughs> and he's in the same position I was. But I asked him, I remember asking him, do it yourself. Like, like what? What else do you do yourself? Did you get dressed yourself this morning? And he's like, well, of course I did. Right? Of course. Yeah. He, he doesn't know where I'm going. I said, really? Using what clothing right. Right. that you made from materials that you fabricated from fibers that you harvested? Right. <laughs> Look how many hundreds of people have to get dressed this morning. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. flipped a light switch. Right. Just think about that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it is stunning. It's yeah. stunning how interdependent we are and how often unaware of that interdependence we are. Here's what I love, uh, Dr. Paul, is you were able to tell us a story of your bankruptcy, but it was infused with positivity. And I know that positivity is a big part of your work as a psychologist, as a therapist, as a, as a brain scientist. So if you could tell us a little bit more about like, how do you approach positivity? How do you think about positivity when you're working with mm. individuals? What's, what's the positivity model that you like to, to promote? Well, first of all, let's get past the trite, fluffy, just think positive that you sometimes hear from even podcasters or speakers from the stage. They don't even understand what they're talking about. A lot of times we say think positive because we know somehow that that's a powerful thing. You know, you think back to Norman Vincent Peale and, mm. and Napoleon Hill and some of these, sure. these initial thought leaders around the power of our mind. Okay. But it, it's not just pasting on a smile and pretending everything's peachy. Right. In fact, that's destructive. For a lot of reasons that I could share with you. I'm a psychologist. 
And as a professional psychologist, I want to get past all of that trite fluffy stuff. Let's get down to what's actually happening inside your own brain and mind. It's, it's kind of like having the, uh, the operating instructions for the equipment. Okay. Of your own brain. So I usually start uh, with a concept called metacognition. Hmm. All right. Now that's just a fancy psychobabble word. But if you break it down, cognition means thinking. Metacognition is a higher level. It's thinking about thinking. Mm -hmm. Now be careful with this. You can hurt yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I just want you to notice that you can do it. Okay. I love this. Well, my job is to illuminate the obvious, which is cool because I get paid to tell people things they already know. But there's, or they should at least. Yeah. Well, there's obvious, obvious things that are completely unnoticed to us until they're called to our attention. Okay. Like, like the feeling of your shirt. Can you feel it now? Mm -hmm. Now, now you can. Now now that I know to. The second, the moment before I mentioned it, you were not aware of it. Right. Do you see that? So I mean, I call it to your attention and then it's obvious. Or the fact that we're speaking English. Did you notice? Oh, it wasn't on the front of my mind. Let's put it that way. (laughs) No, right. So you just you tune that out. And this is what your brain is supposed to do. Your brain is doing exactly what it's designed to do. Right. You'll go crazy if you have to pay attention to everything. There's a lot of obvious things that are completely unnoticed to you. You'll see them immediately when they're called to your attention. And there's two of those processes. Now, we refer to thinking as a singular process, but it's not. There are different processes within your thinking. As soon as I point them out to you, you'll see them. But you're unaware of them up until that point. So there's two of those that I want to share with you. First is evaluation. Now, I put a title on that. I put a label on that. It it basically means judgment. Okay. I just want you to notice that you're constantly judging, Mm -hmm. aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Just just notice it. I'm not saying it's good or bad. We we constantly judge ourselves. Going through that bankruptcy, I was beating myself up judging myself harshly for and i used to think people who went through bankruptcy were flakes or dishonest or immoral somehow right and so i'm putting all those judgments on me as i'm going through it what what's wrong with me right okay and that's a question that sometimes we say to ourselves Mm -hmm. so just notice that it's happening you judge yourself you judge your spouse you judge your children you judge your coworkers. You judge people in the neighborhood. You judge the economy. You judge the government. You judge the weather. You're judging me. Right. Right. It's cool. I'm judging you. <laughs> right. We can't turn it off. Now, check it out. The word evaluation implies comparison with some standard. Yeah. Meaning we have to. So. It is what it is. You've heard that before too, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. 
I probably said it that be, be, before the morning was out, actually. It is what it is. It, it is what it is. And sure. that can be annoying, depending on who's saying it <laughs> and why. But basically, all it means is the way things are. Right. Okay, Without changing anything, it is what it is. Right. Um, you know, I was had an experience a couple of years ago. I was speaking for the Youth Leadership Conference in Orlando, Florida, the National Speakers Association. And before I took the stage, I had an opportunity to listen to Jeannie Robertson. Now, if you go on YouTube and look up Jeannie Robertson, six foot two, thick Southern accent, well into her 70s, and the funniest G-rated family-friendly comedian on the planet. Uh, Jeannie passed away about a year ago, but she lives on through her YouTube channel where you can still enjoy her beautiful Southern humor. It's just fun. Okay. And she's one of my heroes. I'm sitting on the front row and I get a text message. Now, if you know Jeannie at all and people who know her know where I'm going with this, Mm. you do not take out your phone and start scrolling through texts. (laughs) especially if you're on the front row, she will call you out. Okay. You become part of the show. Well, I didn't want to do that. Besides my phone was down under my chair, but I got a little notification on my Fitbit on my watch. Okay. So I glanced down and you know how you get who it's from in the first sentence or so. Yeah. It's from my sister. And it said, Paul, I want you to know, that Talon had an accident last night. Mm. He was on his annual volunteer first responder weekend on the mountain, and he slipped and fell off a 30-foot dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Now, you know what dot, dot, dot means, That is literally a cliffhanger, both literally and figuratively a cliffhanger. Yes. Yes, dot, dot, dot means there's more. Right. Right. That you don't get it here. Right. Now, just to share with you, and you can imagine how that feels. Yeah. Maybe you've got that text before. And for me, my own father lost his dad to an accident when he was five. Wow. Mm. A dear friend of mine crashed his small plane in Utah Lake a few miles from my office, leaving his wife and family without a husband and father. And, and now I'm getting this text from my sister. Right. About my nephew. Right. Well, I'm not going to get out my phone. I don't want to have that conversation with Jeannie. She was about ready to wrap up anyway. Oh, by the way, you don't get up and leave either. Because <laughs> she has a conversation with you all the way out. Right. All right. So I just hung tight until she finished. I slipped out into the hall. Because I've got a phone call to make. But first, I look at the rest of the text. Okay, let me pick you up where I left you hanging on the cliff. He slipped and fell off a 30-foot waterfall and broke both of his ankles and seriously injured his knee. They could use Mm -hmm. your prayers. Yeah. 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 Okay, how did you feel when I shared the rest of the text with you? Relieved. I'm yes. sure it was painful, but I felt relief. Sure. Yes. Did you feel that? Yeah. Will, were you pretending to be relieved? No, really I truly felt it? it. Yeah. No, it was literally, yes. it was a, a physiological response. 
That's what I want you to notice because that's exactly what I felt. I was so relieved. Mm-hmm. And I called my niece, the Talon's wife, who's my niece. I called her up immediately. I said, sweetie, I just heard what happened. She said, thanks for calling Uncle Paul. We just feel so grateful. Okay, so everybody's feeling good about this. What is wrong with us? My nephew, two compound fractures, both ankles, and we're feeling good about this. Okay, here's what I want you to notice. You're never wrong about how you feel. Sure. Okay, that's a professional psychologist. Folks, let me put it in a different way. You're always right about how you feel. How you feel is 100% consistent with the way your own mind is doing the process that I'm sharing with you. What was my brain doing? Evaluation of what it is. And so was yours. Okay. So I tell you slipped and fell and okay. What it is, is two compound fractures, both ankles. What's your brain doing? Evaluating. Right. All right. Just notice it. Yep. So your brain is saying, well, is this good or is this bad? Mm-hmm. And that's the short version of what evaluation looks like. Right. Okay, two broken ankles. Can you imagine anything better than that? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I can imagine a whole bunch of things better than that, sure. Yeah, starting yeah. with one broken ankle. <laughs> yeah, or no broken ankles, or How no about no broken to begin with. Yeah, even better. Love right. it. See, right. I, so we can imagine things lots better than no broken ankles. No accident occurs. No injuries. Everything goes right. just like I planned it to. That's not reality, Will. Right. That's our imagination. But when we take what it is, two broken ankles, and we compare it to something better, like no broken ankles, then how do we feel about two broken ankles? Bums. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. This is yeah. bad. Yep. And it is compared to something better. Right. Okay. What if we take two broken ankles? Can, can you imagine anything worse? All kinds of things worse. Yeah. Yeah. Spine, uh, you know, paraplegic, all kinds of things. I can, I can imagine yes. a whole range of things worse. Yep. And I helped you with this because I told you where my brain went. Right. Right. And I'm imagining I got to leave this conference early and go home for a funeral. Right. right? Or, or suddenly this young father is now paralyzed, right. quadriplegic. Or whatever. Okay. This is where my mind. Now, when you take two broken ankles and you compare it to something far worse, like the death of that young father on Mount Timpanogos, then how do you feel about two broken ankles? Not bad. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Really. Yeah, and we weren't pretending. Sure. You felt relieved. Right. I felt relieved. Everybody's happy about this. Right. And it's not that we're sick and demented, it's that our brain is doing a process called evaluation of what it is. Right. Well, I've put this together in a visual model. Yeah. And I'm showing you because we're on Zoom here talking and we can see each other, but in an audio podcast, it's a little hard to see it. (laughs) So I've got this model. I've put this together in a mini book called Portable Positivity, where I'll walk you through it. And I want to give that as a free gift to Mm -hmm. anyone who's listening today to this conversation. That way you'll have 
the visuals to it. And I'll walk you through the process. There's one more process I want to share with you. Please. It goes into the model. But yeah. if anybody wants to grab that, just go to drpauljenkins.com. And that's spelled with a DR. Okay, that's my main website. And then do a slash Will Samson. And you guys can remember that because Will is the hero here bringing you this content. Okay, drpauljenkins.com slash Will Samson. No P in Samson. And that's where you can get a copy of that mini book because I want everybody to have the visual model that I keep referring to. At least for me, I'm a visual learner. It makes more sense if you can see it. Yeah, yeah. And just for those listening, we'll also this should this will be in the show notes. And if you uh, get my newsletter, you should get my newsletter, but it'll be linked in the newsletter as well. So thank you for that. Oh, great awesome! Segue. That's excellent. Yes, and you're welcome. I want I want everyone who's listening to understand what's going on in their own mind. Now, as I shared this with you, I've only shared one of two powerful processes that we're going to talk about today. Evaluation. I am not here to tell you how to think. All right. I don't have that kind of authority. I just want you to see that you are thinking and that that thinking makes a difference. Look, when we're in evaluation mode, what it is simply is what it is, Right. okay? What's your brain doing with it? Judging it. If you judge your what it is compared to something better, you're going to feel worse about what you've got. This is not rocket science. It is, in fact, psychological science. <laughs> <laughs> It's a different discipline, but just it's science. Yeah. Tune into that. Now, if you take what you've got, no matter what, it could always be worse. Mm -hmm. And just and don't take my word for that. Run it through your filters and see if that's true. What it is could always be worse. And if you don't believe that, just think back to I was just pondering about September 11th. We're coming up on the anniversary of that terrorist attack in New York City and Washington, D.C. How could it possibly be worse than that? Hmm. And, And if you ask it that way, one more injury, let alone casualty, right? One more person is injured or killed. One more plane one more building it it could be so much worse now i'm not saying that you know that that doesn't diminish the pain or the suffering that was experienced on that day but i just i bring that up to make a a point that you're what it is no matter what it is could always be worse now what happens if you compare or evaluate your situation you're what it is compared to something worse how do you feel about what you got? Yeah. And you're not pretending, okay? This, you're always right about how you feel. Let me, let me drop one more Please, fun yeah. thing here, okay? And then you guys get to go do whatever you want to do with this. Remember, I am not here to tell you how to think. I just want you to see that you are. And that thinking takes on another dimension, Because we're not done after we judge our what it is. 
we then at some point move on to creation mode. Yeah. This is another thing your brain is constantly doing. You can't turn it off any more than you can turn off evaluation or gravity. You ever get up in the morning and think, oh, I wonder if gravity's on today. <laughs> it tends to be. It does tend to be. Yeah. Right? So creation is something your brain is always going to be doing as well. What if, what if I just gave everybody an assignment to go out there, spend a half hour, we're just going to limit it to a half hour, okay, to do this project. Somehow, use your brain, use your creativity. Somehow, make your life worse. Ready? <laughs> okay, no. Stop. Don't. <laughs> Don't actually do that to the listeners. No, please. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer. To, please do not do that. Um, would you ever do that? On no. purpose, I mean. Not on purpose. Right. We do it accidentally all the time. Sure, yeah. But notice that too, okay? Yeah. You would yeah. never do it on purpose. Look how quickly your brain can come up with half a dozen ways to pull that off. Right. right. It's not going to even take a half hour. Right. Notice that. This is good news because you have the power to make a mess and you know that you could do it in less than a half hour. Just notice that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Why did I say this is good news? <laughs> because if you can make a mess, you can make. And that's really good news. Yeah. Now, what are you going to make? We're going to use that same imagination that you're using to compare in evaluation mode. We're going to use that same imagination because you could always imagine something better than what you've already got. This is good news in creation mode. Yeah. Because now we're going to invite our brain to go make that. Now, you could make a mess, too, but your imagination is not there for the purpose of imagining all the ways you could go out there and mess your life up. Yes, it's true, but let's get, let's get steered in the other direction. It's almost like your imagination is, it, it, it's like a hammer. If you imagine a hammer, okay, you, you know, on the head of a hammer, there's that blunt face on one end of it, mm -hmm. pounding nails. Yep. And then there's a claw on the other end for pulling them out. Right. You don't use the claw to pound a nail. Right. You can't use the face to pull one out. In the same way, you use the right end of your imagination, something better or something worse, for the right process, evaluation or creation. When I talk about positivity, so if we pull the whole thing together and you'll see the visual model, folks, go grab it if you want the, the mini book version of this, drpauljenkins.com slash Will Samson, and you'll see exactly what I'm showing Will right now, where we have evaluation mode, we're going to use our imagination of something worse to keep us in a space knowing that we're in a good place. That creates gratitude. And then as we move up to creation mode, we're going to shift the side of our imagination that we're using. Remember, use the right end of the tool for the right job. We're going to start imagining something better. Because yeah. that's what we want to go create. It's not there to beat ourselves up because we're not there yet. It's to give us something to go work on. 
So that's the quick version of the model, Will. And you can tell I get really excited about this because, look, it is what it is. Right. And what it is is all you got. By definition, I'm not saying it's all you could have. That's why we have a creation mode. But it's all you've got. And getting into a good place with what it is generates gratitude. And from that gratitude, we have the energy now to move forward into creation mode. It's like the currency that we get to take to the creation game. Okay. From that positive place we can go create an upgrade all day long and that's fine love that i love that and speaking of gratitude i am so grateful for what you brought uh to to us today i have i don't know i i don't i haven't i can't count real quickly but i probably have at least a dozen books on positive psychology and Uh and i'm going to suggest that people start with this podcast and what you just shared with them because it really unpacked it, I think, in a beautiful, really positive way. So thank you for that. And I You're encourage welcome. people to uh, to go and take advantage of this great gift that Dr. Paul is giving away. Um, because, yes, we are, you know, the premise of this podcast is that we are all interdependent. We are all interlinked. But in order to understand that, we have to be able to imagine a world together. And so I love, love, love the emphasis on imagination. I love the model and I am grateful for you. Thank you for being here today. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for the opportunity. Good things happen when people come together and share what life has already taught them. It has saved me so many dollars and so many minutes and hours that I can't even I can't even begin to express the gratitude that I have for my, I call it my human treasury. Right. And, and you're part of it, Will, and everybody who's listening here today. Thank you for spending your time here and for taking this seriously. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Paul. We'll talk soon. We'll see ya. All right. Thanks to everyone who joined me today. If you would like a copy of the Portable Positivity mini book that Dr. Paul is giving away, you can go to drpauljenkins.com slash willsampson and get a copy of that there. And that information is also in the show notes and it'll also be in my weekly newsletter. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can follow me on social media. I'm easy to find. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at willsampsonchangecoach. And if you would like to receive my weekly insights, it's just a short bit of wisdom that comes out once a week. You can head over to willsampson.com and sign up for the newsletter. Please hit the subscribe button below and you can be notified of the latest episodes. Thanks everyone. And I will see you next time on the Revolution of Interdependence podcast.